Blow My God is brought to you by Afterglow ATX, a digital music publication in Austin, Texas. Read the entirety of our content at afterglowatx.com and follow us on all social media at Afterglow ATX. Hi, y'all, and welcome back to Glow My God, an Afterglow ATX podcast serving the hottest takes about what's next in your queue. I'm today's host, Mark Yoder, the audio director of Afterglow, and I'm joined by managing editor, Sam Paradiso. Hey, everyone. Today's special guest is Afterglow staff writer, Felix Calvismacki. Hi. For today's episode, we'll be taking a deep dive into Spotify as a model of music consumption and how well it works for smaller artists, especially in comparison to sites like Bandcamp. But first, what's new in music? In What's New in Music, we reflect on some of the biggest music news events from the past two weeks. Sam, what news has stuck out to you? Well, Mark, um, just recently, the Grammy Awards announced that they've changed the name of one of their categories. Um, they've changed uh, their category from Best World Music Album to Best Global Music Album. In a statement they released, the Recording Academy stated that the switch is meant to be a departure from the connotations of colonialism, folk, and non-American ideas that the former term embodied. Uh, this recent change comes almost half a year after the renaming of the Best Progressive R&B Album, also formerly known as the Best Urban Contemporary Album. Um, however, the Recording Academy will continue using the term urban for the Latin Grammys for their Best Latin Pop or Urban Album, which personally, I'm just not a fan of, but hopefully they'll change that soon. Um, also, Spotify is um, in the hot seat lately for their self-described experiment with wide outcry um, coming from artists who believe it's an attempt from the music streaming platform to create a digital payola. The music platform is offering artists a boost in their company playlist algorithms for the small price of a back-end royalty fee for the songs promoted. Through this promotion, Spotify would allow artists and labels to pay for streams, furthering the divide for up-and-coming artists and competitive listenership. But we'll be discussing this later on in this segment. Yeah, we will. Yes, we will. <laughs> Last week, we had the 2020 BET Hip Hop Awards, and some of the winners included Megan Thee Stallion, Roddy Rich, Pop Smoke, and Drake. Megan Thee Stallion came away as the biggest winner with three trophies for Hip Hop Artist of the Year, Hustler of the Year, and also shared the Best Collaboration Award with Beyonce for the Savage Remix. Mm -hmm. I'm happy to see her get her the recognition she deserves. Yeah, um, I just want to say like, I really felt like Savage Remix got like overshadowed by WAP this year. I would 100% uh, agree. So mm -hmm. I was really, that's like, that was really good news to me. I'm like very happy that she won yes. an award. Savage Remix is amazing. Yeah, Meg, she's been working hard nonstop. She really has. She has been putting <laughs> in the work and it shows. Um, and as part of Stephen Colbert's election night coverage, Arcade Fire debuted a new song titled Generation A. Colbert introduced the song as being inspired by the current climate of the country and called it a hopeful message to the youth. The major theme of the song being the impatience of a younger generation waiting for their turn to leave the country. Now for our next section, Save, Skip, Repeat. My save for this week is Bright Eyes Miracle of Life, which came out last week. 
Um, Phoebe Bridgers collaborates with Connor Oberst yet again uh, in an effort to support Planned Parenthood. Um, and it's good. I, I enjoyed it. Um, kind of a different take from them. Um, my skip is actually Generation A by Arcade Fire. Okay. <laughs> um, I. I feel really bad because it seems like their hearts were like in the right place for it. Um, and I understand really wanting to empower people that feel like they're like powerless right now, which I imagine is what the song is meant to do because it's calling out to children who can't vote. Um, but I don't know, I feel like sonically it was not very exciting or interesting and it could have been a lot better. And then my repeat is Julian Baker's Faith Healer, which owns me. <laughs> yes. My save of the week is Don't Like Me by Rico Nasty featuring Gucci Mane and Don Tolliver. And it was an unlikely collaboration, but to me it works pretty well. And uh, I think it's a banger. My skip is the new Bad Bunny track, Bikiti. Mm -hmm. I like Bad Bunny, but this one was a miss for me. Interesting. <laughs> okay, we can, we can talk about it. <laughs> My repeat is Four Things by Freddie Gibbs featuring Big Sean and produced by Hip Boy. Always a good track. Interesting, Mark. Um, I'm going to have to disagree with you on that okay, one. Okay, okay. Because <laughs> my save for the week is actually Bad Bunny and Jai Cortez's Ducky P. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's kind of slower, low key, but it, it still has that club heat. You know, I can, I could bump to it on the club. I think you could throw that on in the club and nobody's moving. I don't feel like it had that. I don't think it had that drive. Like, listen to other Bad Bunny songs. Oh, we can't even go to clubs. <laughs> true, true. I guess I guess so, it's a good stay home anthem. I feel like that's backhanded, but I'm it a, is. I'm a it is very backhanded. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, well. My skip for the week, unfortunately, has to be Ariana's Positions. Um, a little too domestic for me, a little too housewifey for me, personally. <laughs> um, the music video is kind of cute, though, I guess, if I could say that. Um, and my repeat for the week is Sesh and J Balvin's festive reggaeton hit, La Luz. Um, yeah. For today's hot take, each episode we have a special guest bring their hot take to us. This week, Felix is coming to talk about the Spotify model and how it can kind of hurt smaller artists in some ways. Definitely. Um, so the streaming economy for artists and musicians is like very consumer focused. Um, which for people who are paying for a Spotify subscription is really cool because it means that they get a lot of stuff for not a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but Spotify in particular pays artists like next to nothing per stream um, compared to a place like Bandcamp where at least sometimes artists are paid exactly what their fans give them. If a fan pays them $1, the artist gets that $1. Right. Um, and overall, I think we should switch back to digitally downloading singles and albums like we did on iTunes, as I personally believe it's the most like equitable and like fair way of consuming music. Um, and it is 
the best way to show musicians that we care about the work that they're doing enough to yeah. invest in them. I definitely agree. It's like a lot more fair, but I feel like it's going to be really tough because people are already used to a certain price for music now that if you wanted to go back to like a, you know, when you think of like iTunes or something, like like paying 99 cents per song or something, like people are just not going to, I don't know. I feel like people aren't going to go for it. So it's going to be really tough. Yeah, like that is what kind of uh, bums me out is it's 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 very much like a, uh, it's something that will probably remain like a, a political stance to like, yeah, exactly. Music from like Bandcamp or whatever, in the same way that it's like kind of a political sa- like statement when somebody only buys like fair trade coffee. Like there's going to be people that care enough to do it, but like, yeah, it's not- right. It's going to be like, you're really invested enough where you're going to be willing to like pay the extra amount of money that it would cost Yeah, to help the artists that you care about. That's interesting. Yeah, I kind of um, agree with Mark. I just feel like, you know, the streaming economy is very consumer focused because our economy is consumer focused just in general. And I don't know if, I think it would have to be reimagined because going back to the way iTunes was set up, I think people are just going to go back to like, what is it, torrenting? Like they're just going to illegally download, like pirate their music. Yeah, that's true too. just negatively affect artists even more mm-hmm. um it's interesting though yeah i mean in just how our culture is set up now we are very we want certain things at a certain time and a certain price and the consumer is almost like so demanding about it um it's hard to reimagine that yeah um, definitely like it's it's just you almost feel like you're just entitled to music at this very very low price and you're not really thinking about like what, how that affects the actual artists, you know? Mm-hmm. And especially for small artists, I like, it's so like, they get next to nothing on yeah. Spotify. So it's like all their money is coming from touring and concerts and stuff like that. Yeah, and I, I think that's like another reason that I think, at the very least, if not, I'm gonna scale my hot take back a little bit, I guess, but <laughs> we're not at- like, No, don't, no, no, come in. <laughs> um, <laughs> I do think, well, then I'll, I'll put it like this as, you know, so it's not to be a pansy. Um, <laughs> uh, but I think if we are going to, like, start thinking about music in a more buy and sell as opposed to stream, like, idea again, the way we can all kind of implement that is, like, at least by doing something like buying an album from an artist you like on Bandcamp Friday. I don't necessarily think everybody needs to like stop using Spotify because I still, I mean, even if I didn't listen to any music on Spotify, I would still probably listen to podcasts on Spotify. Yeah. Uh, I think these platforms have gotten to a point where they're like too ubiquitous to avoid unless you are really just in a cabin in the woods. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I know. It's almost like YouTube or something like that, where it's just, this is where all the stuff is found. And you saw on like YouTube where, there's a lot of smaller channels that they don't get too much from YouTube and like ad revenue and stuff like that, but they set up like a Patreon and you can kind of support what they're doing there. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, you saw people who they like the content enough that they want to really invest in it and help the support the stuff that they like. And I hope, you know, it'd be cool to see something like that with music where you're really like seeing people pay for content that they're getting. Yeah, I think 
I mean, now really thinking about it, music is really one of the only, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, I might just saying whatever, but. <laughs> it's a hot take podcast, say whatever you want. <laughs> um, music is one of the only arts that we pay for it in the way that we do. I mean, there's like streaming services like Netflix, but when a new film comes out, we pay for that one film. Like we go to see it in theaters. Um, or we buy it on Amazon Prime. Exactly. Or we buy, um, if an artist, like you like a particular artist and they produced a work of art, you don't do a monthly subscription and then have access to all of their art, you know? Um, so, I mean, I think considering the way our other art forms are set up, I think it's a valid and maybe even approachable goal to reimagine what that looks like. I think we also like consume music differently and find out about new music differently than we do like movies or like even TV. Um, we were talking about how earlier Spotify is like now rolling out that feature about being able to promote your music in exchange for less per stream, which by the way, they already only make like 0. 0.000 cents per stream. So it's like really like, yeah, I can't imagine how small the numbers are. Um, but uh, it's like a really big deal on Spotify to get on a playlist like like rap caviar or like mm, yeah. Like that's how people 100%. find their careers nowadays. Um, like, yeah, if you look at like, any of these artists that kind of really went viral before they started going, like before they kind of started ascending, like they were on those playlists, you know what I mean? Like it is, it's really like equivalent to what like getting on the radio meant in like 1970. Totally, um, totally. Like uh, you can have a small artist and they're like, they're just trying to get onto a certain playlist. Like they're like, what can we do? And that's why like a lot of times they feel like signing to a label would be a good idea because labels have sort of inroads to like getting into these playlists and getting their people that kind of publicity because it can be huge it can be really really huge i feel like though on um the flip side of that you can look at like megan um her conflict with her label right and the whole drama that happened with like sugar and having to like to release it and so that might deter some artists and they may just want to go independent but then with this algorithm it's like how can I actually like break through when you you know you basically be making like negative income from that yeah it's not wait did they say like okay so a percentage of your streaming income is going to go towards promoting you somehow but like how like how is that happening how are they promoting you they say or is it just it through their algorithm it'll bump up certain songs um like will be placed by spotify to my understanding and then you don't pay up front it's like the amount of streams you get oh yeah take that whatever percentage but then they're going to take the percentage of that as well yeah that's really weird you can elaborate on this too i am like i'm actually very concerned about it as it's like being said aloud to me for the third time like i'm like uh, I don't know, imagine like YouTube was like allowing people to like promote their content uh, like in exchange for like some of the revenue like some of the ad revenue stream or like imagine if people were able to like have Facebook like promote their like crazy ass conspiracy I don't know if we can yeah um, no totally like, like I mean they have there is I think there may be stuff like that on Facebook I'm not totally sure but I know there is like 
stuff on Instagram where you can like pay to promote your post or whatever. And it, but it's gonna say like sponsored. Will it um, on Spotify though? I guess that's my question. Yeah, like are people gonna know that like this is sort of like a, or is it just gonna get kind of moved up in the algorithm? Because that is like a really weird kind of scary so that prospect. That was a concern. Um, that was a concern for artists, and it was mentioned. I don't think Spotify disclosed whether there would be a labeling system. I just know that artists were calling for a labeling system if they were to follow through with that. Because um, they're calling it an experiment. They're not saying they're going to like follow through with it and continue doing it. But the fact that they're even considering it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it seems really, really weird. Like, um, yeah, it seems like a thing where like, it's just like the rich get richer almost. And if you have more <laughs> money to like pay for this extra promotion like you might just get more streams and people who can't like are just gonna stay like hitting this like low amount of streams or whatever and i feel like we talked about um like artist autonomy over their work but you know promoting that kind of algorithm and we see it in social media with like instagram and facebook but it's also limiting the consumer the the listeners autonomy because you don't get to choose what you listen to. Like it's kind of provided for you by this algorithm. Um, yeah, definitely. That's like a really weird kind of thing about Spotify is that like they invest so heavily on like finding you music and stuff. And it's like a lot of times it's good, but it feels like kind of weird that like, it, like you don't have to work at all to find new music that you like they're just it's like no. here like here's more stuff we know you'll like this and you know you're just like it's like totally working because you just keep listening it's like yes daily mix three let's see what we oh. get served up today you know? i just like under what guys do i need six daily mix, mix? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, uh... I don't understand like the it, like i have six daily mixes i have like my daily drive or whatever I have like new music Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Like they, they <laughs> yeah. really like Spotify. I think kind of tries really hard to make their experience feel individualized and like personalized to like a degree that like adding promoted content to it like is that's frightening. I I don't like I don't know. I think targeting people based on like the the data that they get from you is always something worth questioning. Yeah, I think that's like a really good point because they know so much about your like listening habits where they're going to be able to really like target people, like potentially, I'm not saying this is necessarily how it would work, but you could say like, okay, if they like all this music or they have this ta certain taste profile, then like put it in their daily mix and like whatever. And, you know, it just really takes the kind of natural way of discovering music out of it and you're just completely being... <laughs> controlled by this these forces and stuff yeah. and doesn't that like it kind of contradicts spotify's like whole like stick you know because there's always like apple music versus spotify and how felix is saying like you know spotify does um curate very specific um music playlists for listeners and their particular tastes but, you know, providing this algorithm, I feel like that goes completely against that. And so, you know, right now we have all these very, like, niche, um, different profiles for individuals and their differing tastes. But by promoting, by allowing artists to, like, basically pay for streams, wouldn't that make a more, like, monotonous, unified listenership all across? Yeah. 
Yeah, probably so. Especially because like, um, like Mark said earlier, it's like kind of a rich get richer sort of thing where like, I feel like if you can afford to like lose money um, in exchange for promotion, uh, we're going to see less people that are like making art from the margins, I guess. Totally. And like, I think what, what concerns me is like, I, I can kind of immediately see where some people will go with this and they'll say like, or like on the topic of, um, you know, curation and individualized experiences from like platforms like this. I think like people's first thought would probably be like, well, that's what the radio was, was a person that you don't know picking songs for you to listen to. And that's true. But I think that is, uh, I think what made radio really great in its heyday is that, and you know, people still do radio. Um, I think, <laughs> I think what's really interesting is listening to um, like DJs, introduce their taste to their listeners and like you listen to like the breakfast club for a different reason than you would listen to like npr uh yeah like sure. even these play like there's individuals like human beings even if they do kind of treat themselves as brands um there's individuals that are uh actively um displaying their opinions and their personalities and their like humanness um on the radio but like on spotify it's like you're just clicking or tapping like it's just a computer you know what i mean yeah it's that's such a good point of that distinction of like it's just it's just math like it's just a bunch of equations Mm -hmm. that's like um (laughs) determining like okay this we're gonna give them this and this like yeah and whereas a human there's gonna be more opportunity to like find something that you like that you didn't expect whereas with this like algorithm you you could kind of get into like this sort of musical echo chamber where it's like all the same artists and types of music all the time so i don't know yeah i feel like you know kind of going off of what you're saying more um you know disc jockeys are people and that's their livelihood that's their career something they're very passionate about um or at least you'd hope they'd be Spotify is just kind of like what will get you the most streams like what will bring you in the most revenue it's purely like financial and economically driven um that's kind of scary <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is I mean but still I'm like I mean that's how YouTube works it's all like uh this crazy algorithm that nobody really understands how like why it's promoting some people more than others but like but it and then the weird thing about that is that it actually like shapes sort of the content that is successful on YouTube of like you have to be 10 minutes you can't curse in the video other things like it it really you could like if you look at the way like popular YouTube channels were working I don't know back in like 2008 or something like that versus 2020 and it's like completely different and a lot of it comes down to what's going to be successful for this algorithm you know and you would just hope that I mean it's already sort of happening but yeah like it doesn't you have like doesn't constrain artists too much also on Spotify it's like it's it's genuinely like kind of frightening it's it's just another like the world that we live in this but yeah that's but that's why like we have to find stuff outside of Spotify to support music and find music so that like there's unique stuff that's like not doesn't have to cater to an algorithm necessarily I feel like though um I mean this happened a while ago but when 
Instagram first changed, like Facebook bought Instagram, then they changed the algorithm so that your feed is no longer like chronological. Oh, I know, I hate and it so, so much. That just creates like such a curated like reality that is not actually reality. Like it's your own personal bubble, and like you know, saying like we need to find other ways to um, support our artists, but like who's to say like. Spotify or Apple Music. Apple Music could buy Spotify and then they can buy Bandcamp and then they can buy like all these other things. It's like Disney's taking over all of the streaming services. So kind of like a monopoly player. <laughs> yeah, it's very French. Word, yeah. And like um you think about like uh I don't know. The thing about Bandcamp is that like I think it does better than Spotify as far as getting artists their money, but like it's still like uh it's like the same shirt in a different size if that makes sense mm-hmm. like they there's a lot more that Bandcamp could also be doing to provide artists with like more money you know what I mean like uh right now the problem with this so if I guess if people are aware every Friday people uh Bandcamp or every other Friday Bandcamp waves their revenue stream so um every cent that you donate towards a certain artist on Bandcamp that day they will get every single cent of it um, which is cool and like almost revolutionary in the landscape that we're in. Um, but the problem is we are in the worst timeline. So um, a lot of people are using that day to say, everything you buy from me today, I will donate to a bail project or to um, somebody's, I mean, I guess not anymore, but before that it was like somebody's campaign or, um, you know, like charity. And like, that's it. For one, not every artist online should have to fight over like one day every two weeks. Like that's a lot. Um, but yeah. to, and consumers also shouldn't have to make all their decisions on on that day. Like if I really wanna like support um, like all of my favorite artists, but I don't have like 30, 40, $50 to like buy albums and like merch, like what am I gonna do? That's another reason that I think Spotify should not necessarily be like quote unquote abolished because we still need like a free to cheap way of like consuming a lot of different kinds of music. But if Bandcamp overall just decided we're going to give more artists more money as opposed to focusing on this one day, um, we wouldn't have to really worry about like how much is going to go to charity and how much can I keep for myself to feed myself and my... Yeah, yeah. Like it's definitely better, but it's still like it could be, you know, a lot better. And like, I think letting people kind of contribute to the artist directly through the platform and stuff whenever they want, I think would be better. But, and it also feels like um, sites, like I feel like a lot of sort of new genres and sort of the weirder stuff is coming from like Bandcamp and like even SoundCloud and stuff. It's like, it's, it feels like there's much more of a culture on those sites of like really seeking out those kind of more eccentric, artists and stuff then spotify i feel like that kind of discovery is like not happening as much and then once those artists get to a certain amount of popularity then like then that's when their spotify numbers probably like they can start to like do that but yeah i I definitely think those platforms are like super important and i like i also think it is reminiscent of like um i remember I can't remember the name of the label, but like one of the most important uh, labels from the early Norwegian black metal scene was like solely um, like records and tapes. They didn't do CDs. Um, 
Mm. And because they thought that CDs were stupid. Um, and it, I mean, it turns out they were right because of all the modes of like transportable music, I'd say CDs are not the best. <laughs> or of physical music, I should, not transportable. Um, of physical music, I'd yeah. say CD is the one that's like, at least cassettes kind of a novelty, you know? Um, for sure, anyway. for sure. Uh, I'm like, that is like a funny observation. CDs, yeah, they, they were not yeah, wrong. Like, <laughs> um, but I think like, uh, if you go to, okay, let me restart. Um, I, I know there's actually even labels like to this day that like are like tape only. Um, very small, mm-hmm. like underground kind of labels, but they are like in existence. Um, and that's like a very like valuable community to some people. Um, well, so I, I think it's just like, I think we have to like kind of re-examine like our relationship with like purchasing music, um, at least in a way, like at least people who are like really, I think dedicated to like their music tastes, you know what I mean? Like the people who like mainly get their music from the radio, yeah, you know what I mean? Like those are people <laughs> really gonna be looking at to like, uh, invest in like artists because they're probably not listening to artists that need a lot of investment. Um, right. It's like Drake doesn't need that extra. He is. He's fine. I've seen. I've seen his house. I've seen the. He's doing more than fine. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing okay. I think. I think it's yeah, like what you said, like more of those sort of underground yeah. acts. And those are the people that will most benefit from like fans really putting forth a good effort um and they're the ones who need it so do you think though because i mean we've seen it time and time again when like these small projects you know like patreon um these platforms that are meant for smaller people to um find revenue whether that's like if you're just starting your podcast or if you're an artist and um you want to find alternative ways to find that support. I mean, we've seen people who don't need it abuse it and then kind of like mess it up for everyone else. Like, you know, I hate to say her name, but Bella Thorne going on oh OnlyFans and then like promoting something that she didn't even provide for people who pay literal money and then completely messing it up for all these other um, like sex workers. I feel like that could very easily happen as well. Travesty, like a true travesty. Yeah, tr- yeah. It is like a definitely a danger of like people who don't need it, like taking advantage or like whatever, which sucks if that's like possibility. But you know, I think I think you just have to you have to like Take that try it anyways. Yeah, it, with that risk in mind. Still, my counter to that would actually be though that. I think people, like, if, since his name's already been, like, dropped, uh, let's use, like, Drake as an example. Um, Drizzy Drake, yes. If Drake were, like, going to want to make more money off, uh, off of, like, making, off of, like, selling entire albums as opposed to, like, album streams, I feel like it would make a lot more sense for Drake to get a t-shirt design and then sell, like, copies of the album with the t-shirt like a lot of people already do. That's why Taylor Swift is consistently pulling in the numbers that she is, is because she'll like throw in a copy of any, like her newest album with her things. Yeah, the bundling, that's like a whole nother yeah. can um, of worms with so that. I, I almost think that Bandcamp is safe from people that are wanting to like make money off of it um, because the point of, of Bandcamp is that uh, 
anybody can use it. Whereas when, and also obviously Bandcamp gets a revenue stream, except for those, you know, graceful Fridays. Um, Bandcamp gets a revenue stream yeah. for purchase. So I don't, I don't see why like. Yeah, I think you're right. I think the Bella Thorne maybe is not like, there's not like a direct parallel there because if Drake was going to come on Bandcamp and be like, hey, like, <laughs> Pay me more money, please, for my music. <laughs> I, I don't think people would really go for it. I think he would just get like clown. I mean, I mean, I don't know exactly what he would do, but yeah, we're really like leaning into this Drake. Example. Yeah, we're we're really dragging Drake we're in today's episode. Yeah, um, for sure. I think it's it like it is up to an individual overall. If paying for music is something you want to be very serious about, and you feel like that's fulfilling and respectful way to give back to the artists who have like maybe shaped you then that's cool if you would rather just continue casually streaming on spotify like that's also cool i mean the fact is these are like not always people who necessarily need the money even if they're not taylor swift level you know so i understand if it's not somebody's first choice to want to possibly make a rich person richer but i think it is definitely worth considering because as has been said thus far, we've gotten, I think, a little too entitled to music. So I think at the very least, considering yourself and where you fit into this whole thing is worth your time. Yeah, just being mindful of like the artists you're listening to and sort of the way you're listening to it. And so Absolutely. I think it's super important. But anyways, thank you for the conversation. I think that was very interesting and we'll have a lot of people thinking. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably going to be on Spotify, so I hope they don't take us down or anything. And I hope you guys stream this a lot. Run up our numbers. Let's get that <laughs> let's get that small, small amount of coin. You know we need it. I'm getting paid for this, right? Absolutely. You will be getting ten percent of the revenues. <laughs> Venmo to you directly. Are you willing to um have like a what is it a royalty fee for that um <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll talk about it yeah all <laughs> right thanks guys and yeah that wraps it up <laughs>